If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Well, and what you're doing there that's so brilliant too, is that you're making the overall product better for them. If you've got them organizing themselves, they're going to be able to look at that shot and go, you know who's missing? Betty, where is she? After over 10 years full time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to strengthen your business in 2021 and learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a place for photographers who want to earn money with photography and live a better life. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since going full-time in 2010, photography has brought me more freedom, income, and opportunities than I ever imagined. It's been so positive for me that I want to show you everything I know. You'll learn more than just businessy things, though, including my favorite ways to be mindful and happier on this journey. Hey, you're tuned into the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. This is a two-part series with communication expert Libby Nieder. This is such a fun series. So if you are the sort of person who is a little nervous when you have to interact with difficult clients, a little bit worried that you might get some crazy feedback from the mother of the bride or whoever, and you're struggling to communicate properly with your clients, there is stuff in here for you. So this is a two-part series. This is part one with Libby Nieder. Enjoy. Thank you for being here today, Libby. I'm with Libby Nieder, and we are going to talk about client communication, which I'm really excited about. And so before we dive into all the good stuff, just introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what you're all about. Yeah, I'm Libby Nieder, and I have been a wedding photographer for 12 years now. I've photographed uh, over 200 weddings in 22 states. I also have a sociology degree and spent nine years while I was a photographer as a part-time bartender, which doesn't immediately sound like a qualification, but here's the thing. When we're photographers, we have interactions with, you know, maybe 50 to 100 clients a year. And as a bartender, you get to try out stuff on 50 clients a night. So as I was building my photography business and also just voraciously reading social science books, because that's what I do in my spare time. Yes. <laughs> right. I had a lot of people to learn on in terms of how do we manage conflict and how do you introduce yourself and how do you make somebody comfortable and how do you sure. assess what somebody's going through? And so I'm just getting started 
teaching on this kind of stuff, but I have, I realized as I'm writing, I just have a ton, a ton of real life situations that I think I can help people with in terms of making those client interactions that make us crazy, a heck of a lot more manageable and fun and maybe turning bad situations into good ones. Yes. And I, I just was so excited to have you on the show when I learned more about what you were interested in, specifically communication, because I'm always talking about that with with my coaching clients and folks, we connected on Clubhouse. Is that where we, where we yeah, were talking about yeah. this? Yeah, a friend of mine pinged me into a room that you were hosting That's right. and I was only there for like 10 minutes, but we were like, like we had so many good ideas kind of flying back and forth. And I've been following your stuff ever since. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, we had a good chat. I mean, hence, here we are. But what is your Clubhouse handle? Libby Neder, L-I-B-B-Y-N-E-D-E-R. It looks like Neder. And if you say it that way, I'll be fine. <laughs> I love that. And mine's, of course, at Jennings Photo. So if you're hopping on that train, it's always helpful to follow people that interest you because you get pinged whenever they're in a room together and you can connect with them and chat. So that was a digression. But let's get started. And I'm on there almost three or four times a week talking about this kind of stuff. So if anybody has like questions you want to ask after this, that's a great place to find me. Yes, perfect. And I guess I should just pitch the photo business help one is every Monday at two central. So um, if you want to just do photo biz Q&A stuff, Mondays at two central. All right, we got our clubhouse stuff out of the way, but it's, right. it's worth it's great. I mean, I've been connecting with so many folks that way. And it's nice to continue the conversation. So let's start this conversation. I know you had some things that you wanted to jump right into. So why don't we just yeah. kind of dive in? So, okay, a lot of photographers get into photography because we're idealists, actually. We want to make beautiful things. We want to make people happy. You also think about, like, what kind of career do I want? Oh, my God, I want freedom and creativity. That's for sure why I Mm -hmm. started being a wedding photographer. And um, I think that that draws in people who generally are helpers and are kind and who, you know, we really care about our clients. And so in the early years, the hustle can include a heck of a lot of people pleasing because we really want clients to love us and we want them to love our work. And, you know, you hear this all the time from photographers and people in the wedding industry, too, although not just wedding photographers. I bend over backwards for people. I go the extra mile. I really, you know, I do all this stuff and we try to connect and like Mm -hmm. make our brand really authentic and about taking care of people. And many of those interactions with clients are great. They get it. They get what we're doing for them. They love us. And then a certain percentage of them for almost all of us go south. And so we've got the mother of the bride who wants to control everything or like the groom who's fresh out of law school and like wants to use our contract as target practice or, <laughs> or like the mom in the family photos who like has no idea what she actually looks like and has like these unrealistic expectations of what we're (laughs) able to do and expects us to like both read her mind and Photoshop. And, you know, so I think most of us can identify with having had one of those client situations where you're like, I've got, I've got conflict. I've got a bad review. I've got somebody whose expectations are just completely off. And I, that and the fear of that, I think is what causes a lot of people to burn out and some people even quit this business. Not that there's not other things, but for me, that was like the heaviest 
crappiest part of this when I was fresh. I agree, too, because I think many photographers or maybe even most are very, like you said, compassionate, but probably more on the sensitive, empathetic, creative spectrum. So when our work is not received well and we're putting our best intentions and best work out there, it is crushing sometimes. And I certainly have had, and it's typically a parent of the bride or groom situation, um, but I've had that happen where I'm like, well, the the couple gets it, like they're happy, but, uh, you know, like the parents aren't. And that was a... a harsh lesson in the early years. And I could see definitely how that causes people to kind of question this whole thing. So thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> well, I asked a bunch of people um, like, hey, if you don't do weddings, what's that about? Not that weddings are the be all end all of anything. But I just heard so many horror stories about just bad expectations, total and utter burnout and exhaustion. And so I think I've spent a lot of time wrestling with this in my own life and I've come through a lot of these situations. And I think that I am uniquely situated to explain what's going on and help people both resolve conflicts and avoid them in the future. Yeah, I love that. I'm excited to hear more about this because I think when we think about starting photography businesses, specifically in the wedding industry, communication, unless you're working with me, because I'll talk about it all day, but communication is kind of low in the totem pole in terms of like what we cover, you know, it's just sort of like, okay, oh, yeah, and you have to you have to talk to your clients and make sure that they know what's going on. And I think that's what drew me to you is I like how you actually will dig in and talk about this kind of stuff. But I think that there's so much more education out there focused on here's how to write a welcome guide, marketing, 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 here's how to actually use your camera, gear, websites, like there's so much focused on that. And the communication, it's like either you're good at it or you're not, or this is your client or they're not. And I think that there's, I think there's a lot more we can do. So I think that the big issue is obviously what we need in the situ situations where people are taking advantage of us, we need boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. But boundaries is this word that's really frustrating for a lot of people. Either it sounds like, oh my gosh, I've done all this work to create this open, authentic, giving, uh, caring, connected brand. And then I'm going to be like, these are my office hours and don't text me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard bridge to cross. And so I think that some people, so I've got kind of a framework for, for this exact thing. So brilliant boundaries are prevent the prevention of resentment. Ooh. So I kind of stole that from Brene Brown. I'm not going to lie, but no, give her credit. Give her credit. I love her. Thank you, amazing. Brene. Thank you, Brene. But, if you're not listening to that podcast, you should be. Yes. But the deal is if you can see, and this is helpful in all areas of life, not just photography, but if you can see how giving too much is actually going to create a problem, not just for you, the giver, but also for the receiver down the line. It helps you to say, no, I need to go ahead and respect my own boundary because I want to help my client. That's right. Not because I don't want to help my that's client. That's right. That's right. I can give a good example of that that's worked yes. really well for me in weddings. Um, and it's it really changed a huge part of the day for me. But it's the shot list. 
And what I found, so my style is 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 a mix of like posed and candid. Like I, I like to do a bit of both. But when I'm not posing people, I just love catching people doing whatever they're doing. And one of the times that's great for that is right before and right after like a f- formal portrait. You know, like if you get the family all together and then you're like, hey, we got it. As soon as that relax happens, like you get someone pinching someone's cheek or you, I don't know, there's stuff that happens. Totally. So what I would tell people when they asked, can I send you my entire shot list? I would say, please make a shot list. Absolutely. You don't want to forget any combinations of special relatives and friends or whatever, but don't give it to me. I mean, you can send it to me, but give it to somebody that's going to be there that day that knows the names of everyone on that list. And the reason I'm having you do this is because in between getting groups of people together, I love to shoot candidates and I can't look at a list and shout out names of people I don't know at the same time and shoot. And so it's much more efficient if you have, you know, maid of honor, whatever, who can get people in and out of the shot more quickly um, than me just shouting out Uncle Jer, you know, like, I mean, like, I, it's not useful. And so I think what what helped me with that boundary, which was like, I'm not going to look at this list because I don't want to and it distracts me, was was giving people a reason why and then giving them like an alternative like solution to it. But that's my little sidetrack on that. Well, and what you're doing there that's so brilliant, too, is that you're making the overall product better for them. That's right. You've got them organizing themselves. They're going to be able to look at that shot and go, you know who's missing? Betty. Where is she? And then also, so they're not going to have those shots where they're like, where's grandma? Exactly. Because we don't know that Betty's not in the shot. How do we, we can know do that it by Betty? Roll call, but that's <laughs> going to take us 20 minutes and they can do it by sight. So you're making their experience better. And then you're not taking those candid in between shots for you. Right. You're taking them for the client. <laughs> that's right. So it's that's a better, right. they don't know that. They may not know that they want that ahead of time, but by you drawing that boundary, you're giving them a better product in multiple ways. That's right. And I I do want to add for new photographers listening, if this doesn't resonate with you, if you would love to see that list so you can ease your mind and like know what you're going into and you like to just not shoot in between the poses, like do that. But this is just me. Oh, and I totally take a list. I have a completely different process here. Yeah. One of the principles that I try to help people with too is, put your energy into what you care about, right? You know, you don't want to see the list. I do want to see the list, but you know what I don't want to do. I don't want to leave. I don't want to have to have the conversation where I'm like, your time limits up. Do you want to pay me for an extra hour? <laughs> so all my packages are unlimited time. Do it. Fight about what you care about. That's right. Because That's right. boundaries are about your energy and your ability to do That's a good right. job and not anything else. I love that. I think in wedding photography, just as a final thought, the boundaries are particularly useful because energy is up, emotions are up, there's a bajillion people involved. It's it's much more complex than like a, a family session or something like that. So I think figuring out where those those boundaries are is huge. I actually just thought of another one which might help people listening, but you said you do full day packages. Yeah. I do full day as well. I've I've not done hourly. And the reason for that is because I found myself either at the beginning or end of the day, doing a whole bunch of stuff I didn't want to do because it might have been like a shorter day. Because I would say the average wedding is like six to nine hours. That, yeah, somewhere. So on the six-hour end, if I had an eight-hour package, 
But like, I still was able to get an hour of getting ready and an hour of the dance. Like, that's two more hours I have to fill or else I'm making people feel like they're not getting their money's worth. And so there's a couple ways, you know, that you can communicate that. Like, if I leave early, it's because the day is wrapped up and I've gotten everything I want. But for me, I just told people, I show up an hour before you're dressed and ready and I leave an hour after the dance starts Mm-hmm. because like you're not going to want redundant photos of people putting on mascara and people jumping around a dance floor and anything they play after don't stop believing is officially exploitation so <laughs> that's good for your guests too that's right no and that's I've, I've said that too i've said like you know y- do you want to be wildly drunk and on camera probably not you know i mean maybe some people don't mind but i think i think that's another example of just my preference you know, like that idea of make your preferences your policy, right? Like, I would prefer to do this. And you like my work. So trust me on this. And if you can say it, if you can explain anything in terms of how it benefits the client, that's going to be an easier conversation, even if that's not the reason you started out with. That's right. That's that's a really good point to end on. So be thinking of your clients. And why is this decision good for them? On that note, stay tuned for part two. And have a beautiful day. Thanks for tuning in. That was part one of our two-part series with Libby Nieder. Again, everything is in the show notes as far as links and anything that you would like to know more about. You can join Libby's Facebook group, which she hasn't mentioned in this episode, which she'll mention in the next one. And that is Communication for Photographers, which is a great place to ask questions about all this stuff that we're talking about. But stay tuned for the next episode, part two of this interview with Libby. Have a beautiful day. After over 10 years full-time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to strengthen your business in 2021 and learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. I will be back as always every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes. Remember in everything that you want to achieve, consistency is key.